smartcast you are listening to health shots brought to you by hd smartcast health is wealth life mein aapne ek code suna use kiya and of course advice bhi kiya hoga but when it comes to really believing in it then there must be some major faux pas and reason wahi hai that we take our health so for granted ki jab tak kuch major na ho jaye we don't wake up and that's the reason we are here with this all new podcast the health shots show where we will get experts and doctors who will help you understand ki health ke sath khelna aapko aage jaake kafi bhari pad sakta hai i am nikita bhardwaj and i welcome you all on this journey and in this very first episode we are going to take a health issue which is rampantly affecting us cervical cancer so before i begin i would like to present some facts that might blow your mind do you know cervical cancer is the fourth most deadly cancer in women globally if you believe in unsafe sex and one night stands then you might get it for sure another thing that might lead to cervical cancer is smoking so girls you seriously need to be doubly cautious because as per studies women who smoke are more prone to cervical cancer because their immunity is compromised but now the point is how can you get cervical cancer and how will you find out whether you have it or not relax That's why we are here today with Dr. Sanjeev Chopra who is a gynecologist and is also a chief executive at Tata Trust Cancer Care program. So let's dig deep with him about this deadly cancer. Hello Dr. Chopra and welcome to the Health Shots show. Hi Nikita. Uh so Dr. Chopra when we hear about cervical cancer apne aap mein hi mein hi ye bahut technical sound karta hai. So uh what I want to understand is that if you can simplify this term for our listeners. Okay, yeah, that's a good question because a lot of people uh get confused about cervical or cervical as people pronounce it because there is something in the neck also which is got a cervical vertebra and there is a cervix here which is actually the bottommost part of the uterus. and if you were to go into the anatomy of the female genital tract you have the ovaries you have which produce eggs you have a fallopian tube which carries the egg and brings it down to the uterus the main body of the uterus and the lower end of the uterus like a big plug is the cervix which is exposed to all the infections and nature over a period of time and evolution have made the system perfect for homo sapiens where you have the protective plug or the mechanism which does not let infection or any other extraneous things to get inside the uterine cavity directly and that is known as the cervix and it is enclosed all around by the vagina and then you have the external genitalia ah uh, so thank you so much sir for explaining ki actually cervical jo ek part hai wo hota kya hai So we have also heard that HPV is one of the major causes of cervical cancer. Can you please help us understand what it is and how can someone get it? Okay now human papilloma virus was uh, 
found to be responsible for the changes in the cells of the cervix which first become precancerous and then become cancer in situ that means the cancer continues to be inside the cell and when it breaks the barrier of the cell and goes down to a layer of the cervix which is known as the basement membrane but on which all these cells and the matrix lies then it is a thing which can be seen even by the naked eye but in today's world with lot of equipment being focused on early detection of cervical cancer we have a screening program we have colposcopes now we have colpo microscopes which basically magnify the mouth of the uterus which we call as the cervix to even 80 to 100 times for us to actually see the vessel structure the health of the cell and what is happening and maybe give us the early signs or diagnostic criteria to say that this person would have probably a cervical cancer as far as the hpv virus is concerned we now know for sure that hpv virus is the main incriminating element which leads to this precancerous and cancerous stage now actually there are about more than 100 varieties of hpv when you do the genetic study of the hpv virus but basically as far as the female genital tract is concerned it is a uh, virus number 13 11 18 and 6 which are responsible for more than 80% of the uh, hpv virus infecting the mouth of the uterus or the cervix as we call it and the rest of them are also there but now we find a changing pattern if you look at the Caucasian population, the African population, and the Indian population. No longer we would be only dealing with six, eleven, thirteen, and eighteen. Probably some more viruses have come in, which are also responsible for the HPV virus infecting the cervix, which may lead to precancerous. One thing which I must point out, Nikita, as of now is cervical cancer is a very slow-growing, progressive cancer. and actually some people say that the life cycle of a cervical cancer starting from a precancerous stage to an actual cancer could be as long as 7 years so my humble submission to all the females is if you were to get into the cervical screening program you would never land up in a stage where it is stage 3 or 4 which would actually lead to going in for basically palliative therapy or a control of the cancer growth you could well land up in a early precancer stage a cancer stage 1 a or b if you go through the figo classification which is absolutely treatable without any problems and a five year survival rate of more than 100% so sir there are any other causes of cervical cancer apart from hpv we could call them predisposing or high risk factors for example if a female indulges in sexual activity at a younger age she has multiple sexual partners she has poor local hygiene i think these are the high risk factors which come in so actually whenever we do a cervical screening program 
we like to go through a questionnaire which puts certain uh, percentage of women being screened who go into a high risk group so this you could add in an urban population anyone who's been on oral contraceptive for more than 5 years that's also thought to be one of the predisposing factors and uh, use of tobacco especially smoking tobacco so probably in a uh, rural population you may find this also as a risk factor thank you for these wonderful inputs dr chopra so uh, dr chopra we have heard that initially cervical cancer doesn't have any symptoms is it really true yeah unfortunately unlike cancers in other parts of the body where you get enough warning signs probably the first uh, warning is excessive vaginal discharge now this is a very non specific symptom which lots of women over a period of time at if they go through their reproductive uh, life uh, at least i think uh, every woman who you check from the age of 15 till the time they become menopausal do have an excessive vaginal discharge but this vaginal discharge has got nothing to do with the menstrual cycle or a relation to the menstrual cycle it is the body's immune system which is fighting over this precancerous or a infective state where the cells are getting replaced and there is a little bit of excessive discharge which is probably staining their underclothes or undergarments which could be the first warning by the time they develop a post intercourse bleeding or a pain or a foul smelling discharge which probably signifies that the precancerous the cancerous uh cells are now getting secondarily infected because a lack of blood supply and the body immune system is not working against them so that could be it and in advanced stages you may actually find women with low back ache persistent back ache not responding to treatment and later on if the secondaries are coming in wherever part of the body they go in but mostly the cervical cancer secondaries are also restricted to the pelvis and very rarely you will find them to be going into the other parts of the body and uh, i think uh, it's uh, menopausal women which may have uh, spotting irregular spotting that could be anything which should be investigated and checked for a possibility of a cervical cancer before thinking of any other part we must understand that as far as the female genital tract is concerned cervical cancer is the commonest and if diagnosed early very well treatable and if you were to take on to the cancers of the females then i think it is the second most common cause of cancer in the females first of course being the breast cancer so sir now i come to a million dollar question is cervical cancer preventable and how there have been uh, various uh, studies done lots of research has gone to an end and now you have the human papilloma virus vaccine which has come in presently we have a bivalent and a quadrivalent vaccine bivalent means it is effective against two strains of hpv quadrivalent means it has got effectiveness against four strains which i mentioned before also of the human papilloma virus so if this vaccine is exhibited 
around 9 to 10 years of a girl at the first instance there have been enough trials which talk about that even a single dose would give them immunity against uh, uh, precancerous and cancerous changes because of human papillomavirus and almost 100% safety against uh, warts in the female genital tract you may have heard about it around the vulva it's quite effective second dose not really required there are various multicentric studies carried out in the country na country especially where we find that two doses would probably prevent cancer in these people to almost 80 to 90 percent of chance so sir at what age a woman can get this vaccination uh, ideally it is between 9 and 30, 13 years of age and up to 26 years of age if uh, the second dose is required this will look after them for a lifetime that's great uh, so so uh, public loo is a big problem for all the women and what i want to know is that can anyone can get cervical cancer if they use a dirty loo i think it's more of a myth and uh, as i told you right in the beginning cancer of the cervix is a very slow growing cancer which can be prevented i told you before so sitting on a dirty loo does not produce cervical cancer it's a myth absolutely so what are the other myths that you know uh, make cervical cancer all the more you know uh, dangerous uh, that it might appear to people ke oh god if i'll do this then i might get cervical cancer but it is not the case uh, first and foremost is uh, uh, incidentally i'm a gynecologist also before i took up this job as the chief executive so i've had lots of uh, experience as far as the gynecological diseases are concerned and i belong to the armed forces so the myths which i came across or the questions which i came across was a healthy woman would walk into a clinic and say my mother had cervical cancer do you think i could have cervical cancer so so far the research and the studies say there is no genetic predisposition towards cervical cancer i think that is first and foremost unlike some cancers which are hereditary in nature one variety of breast cancer is hereditary in nature you must be knowing about it and the second is that if i have no problems why should i get tested or why should i get screened now this myth needs to be removed each and every female should get herself screened for cervical cancer the moment she has become sexually active and thereafter and this screening can be done after every 5 years till the age of 65 and then a woman can go through her lifetime cervical cancer free So Some people there... see that the cervical cancer only affects older women. No, I've seen women who got pregnant, and when you were examining them to have a cervical cancer, though not very common, but I've seen it in my practice. And cervical cancer can come at any age. It's not the disease of the menopausal or the older women. And I another thing which I've come across is. a treated cervical cancer patient says that doctor i am told that i cannot have a baby so that is one another aspect we have treated women for cervical cancer and they born children depending upon the variety of treatment offered 
they could even have had a normal vaginal delivery after that and in cases where certain amount of amputation of the mouth of the uterus has been done we have uh, delivered them through cesarean section these are the four most important uh, myths which come across to my mind and as far as my practice goes so uh, dr chopra is there a certain age that is age ke baad you must get the screening done 30 years and above that's my take and if someone has become sexually active earlier then please start your cervical screening the moment you become sexually active because most of the hpv virus is basically through a sexually transmitted disease in males it does not produce any symptoms maybe a little bit of deposition under the prepuce or maybe a mild itching or some discharge sometimes but in the female it can create havoc so so as you were telling us that uh, how cervical cancer can be so problematic if not taken care of so is there a self check that a person can run at home unfortunately no but over a period of time the screening methods have become very simple if you were to ask me about what we do for cancer cervical screening in a rural background or in a semi urban background there is a very commonly available 2% acetic acid that is smeared on the mouth of the uterus by even a paramedical staff a nurse a asha worker or even an anm can do if they be trained properly so all the abnormal cells of the cervix they turn white which is known as acto white and then they need a further investigation to find out whether it is just a plain infection of the mouth of the uterus is it a precancerous or a cancerous thing so it's a very simple test and now because of artificial intelligence and machine learning you can take a photograph of the mouth of the uterus after smearing with 2% acetic acid and the artificial intelligence tells you whether this is an abnormal area or not and this needs further investigation or it does not that is a very valuable input sir so sir my next question to you is that if someone smoke can it increase the chances of cervical cancer and if it does then how to take care of it socio economic studies done across by the public health experts comes out with an evidence that a chronic smoker a woman has at least 2 to 3 times more chances of developing a cervical cancer so i think the risk also rises with the duration of smoking and the intensity of smoking and not only that second hand smoke through passive smoking also has been found to be increasing the risk to a lesser extent unfortunately as i told you before also in the beginning of our discussion a uh, lower socio economic status a uh, poor local hygiene can again be a risk factor and of course oral contraceptive pills if taken for a duration of more than 5 years has also been found as a high risk factor for cervical cancer if you have been smoking i think it's more a reason for you to undergo intensive screening that means you have to get yourself screened if found positive for an infection get it treated 
thereafter a fresh screening is done which is known as a papenoclaus smear or short it's known as a pap smear where the cells of the mouth of the uterus are taken with a spatula put under a microscope with a special stain and seen whether those cells are showing any abnormality so as i told you in the life cycle from a normal cancer to a cancer there are certain cellular changes which occur which are almost diagnostic and uh, for a layman i can say let's put it just in precancerous infection and frank cancer got it sir so sir i have this question nowadays these vaginal washes and everything are there in the market so uh, there are many women who have also asked me this that if let's suppose they have sex and then they uh, you know wash their vagina then can it you know minimize the uh, uh, you know chances of uh, getting the uh, cancerous cells or maybe getting that infection that can lead to cervical cancer as far as hpv is concerned i think if a barrier contraceptive is used you are safe otherwise vaginal washes etc would not be really able to help you because a vaginal wash cannot be a thorough wash of the mouth of the cervix and if the hpv virus has been transmitted and actually it's a virus it just has to come and sit on the cells of the mouth of the uterus and then start multiplying and make havoc with the cells of the cervix so vaginal wash is not a good way or not an effective way to say i've done a vaginal wash after an intercourse and i am a low risk yes theoretically yes the chances are less but a vaginal wash cannot be so complete that it has taken away all the hpv virus in case if they were transmitted during the sexual transmission so i think a barrier contraceptive would be much more efficient and effective that's a great tip to have and like i think it will come really handy because this is a very you know common notion among women that okay this is one of the ways that we can get off from this virus uh so my last question to you sir is that are there some tips that you can recommend uh you know which can help us you know prevent this virus as i have we have discussed it i think the tips are that all sexually active women should get themselves screened regularly regularly if they get screened cancer cervix can be detected at a very early stage with 100% cure avoid smoking lifestyle disease again if you smoke you tend to get all other diseases may get cancer of the lung but you must remember that you can get the cancer of the cervix and adopt safe sexual practices as we discussed with your last question and get vaccinated as i told you the ideal age to get vaccinated is between the age of 11 to 12 years up to 26 years so i think if you do all this i don't think an average female has any chance of developing cervical so that was all from our side dr chopra and i think jo bhi inputs aapne hamare sath aaj share kiye hain that will actually help all the women who must be listening this podcast today he to understand basically what exactly this cancer is all about so i am very thankful thank you so much for using me as a conduit to improve awareness we in the tata trust also in our program the most important pillar of our 
program is awareness and screening and i think if this awareness gets disseminated to all we probably would work to a goal of cancer free india and at least avoid cancer cervix you must remember that in our country the approximate estimates are that about a lakh and 26000 women in india die of cervical cancer that's a huge number so i think if we were to adopt all the don'ts and the do's probably the state of cervical cancer in our country would improve dramatically absolutely sir i hope that will happen and we will be able to beat this cancer from our country and from the globe thank you dr chopra we are so grateful that you have helped us demystifying cervical cancer so you heard it ladies कि कैसे छोटे छोटे हेल्थ इश्यूज आगे जाके एक मेजर प्रॉब्लम में बदल सकते हैं तो फॉर गॉड से डोंट पुट योर सेल्फ ऑन द बॉर्डर लाइन एंड कीप अ चेक ऑन योर हेल्थ बिकॉज इट इज योर एक्चुअल वेल्थ क्योंकि जान है तो जहान है सो दैट्स ऑल फॉर टुडे बट वील बी बैक विद अनदर हेल्थ इशू दैट नीड्स योर अटेंशन टिल देन स्टे वेल एंड स्टॉप टेकिंग योर हेल्थ For granted. For more updates on this podcast, follow at HT Health Shots or at HT Smartcast on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, or LinkedIn. To listen to more such podcasts, log on to htsmartcast dot com or suno. Nay nazariye se. You were listening to Health Shots brought to you by HT Smartcast. HT Smartcast.